then I says to him, I says, what are you gonna do? Knock my block off? And then he looks right at me. Dude, you're totally ripping off killer clowns again, aren't you? No, 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 no. I'm telling you, it actually happened. I was in an alley, and then- Whoa, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, no, they started doing the shadow puppets right on the wall. No, dude, look, there's a castle up there. Did the guy who booked us for this live show mention anything to you about being in a castle? No. Well, okay, I don't know, he might have, but I couldn't understand a thing he was saying. He had such a thick accent, he kind of sounded like Count Chocula. Count Chocula. Wow, that's, that's strange, man. Oh, how wonderful. Master has been expecting you. Dude, gnarly costume. That hunchback looks so real. What'd you do, strap a watermelon to your back under there? <laughs> Never mind that. Come in quickly, quickly. The guests are getting antsy and you need to- Thank you, Igor. I'll take it from here. Besides, I need you to help Mr. Talbot out of the moonlight. Last year, he caught one look and the next thing I knew, he had torn up all my new pillows and tinkled on the carpet. Holy shit, you do sound like Count Chocula. No, he sounds like me! What the hell is that supposed to mean? Do I really have to spell it out for you? I am he, the one who likes to eat the peanut butter from the Reese's first. So, you're saying you're the real Dracula? Indeed, and I'm quite a fan of leftover pizza. Your show, that is. <laughs> no garlic for me. Which is why I've asked you here tonight. Yeah, to do a live podcast, right? Well, uh, not quite. You see, Every year I throw my annual Halloween jamboree, but everyone always complains about the music. I guess I'm the only one who appreciates traditional Transylvanian throat singing. So, you want us to host and DJ your Halloween party for our live podcast? It's settled. Oh, and boys, one more thing. If this party dies, then so do you. <laughs> Welcome everyone, we are live from Transylvania in the castle of the one and only Count himself. That's right, we've been summoned to host the 2022 annual Monster Bash. So while you eat, drink, and be spooky, we have an absolutely fantastic playlist with carefully chosen tracks and treats to get this party screaming. Precisely, so with nothing further, I can tell these ghouls just want to have fun. Let's give them something to howl about and start this playlist off. From the coffins and the caves, from the rocks and werewolf nests, come the ghastly guests. Gonna have a nightmare dream. Happy Halloween. So little witch, we've got a date. You better put your head on straight. Jump on your broom and don't be late. This is our night to celebrate. All right, Grimey, to kick off this party, that was Happy Halloween 
by John Zacherly, better known as just Zacherly. Have you ever heard this song before? I feel like you haven't. Nope, I haven't. This is the first time I'm hearing this, and what a beautiful song it is. So, let me give you a little backstory, and it's going to be even further back than who Zacherly is. I'm going to tell you how I found out about who Zacherly is, okay? I feel like we've mentioned this before, but I work at a funeral home. And I'm only mentioning this now because it's a little spooky. I feel like <laughs> everybody here at this party is going to understand, because they've all been there. <laughs> they, they get it. So, um... Uh, one of the people who came through years ago, he, he was this the, the coolest guy ever, right? And my uncle and I, we both work in the same place. We noticed this guy. He had all of these old horror tattoos, right? They all kind of look like old famous Monsters magazine artwork just tattooed on this guy's arms. So he was there for somebody from his family and we struck up a conversation with him and we're like, wow, those are amazing. We love horror movies. We love monsters. What's the story? Tell us. So he starts telling us, and we find out he has one of the bigger horror collections in the U.S. Really? <laughs> like, no shit. Not just locally. Like, he's, he's like, got a just well-known, like, yeah. in all the communities and everything. So he ended up inviting us over his house, and it seemed a little weird. But basically, he's like, no, you guys are going to love it. My house is like a museum. I have this thing set up. And he wasn't kidding. We walked in his front door in the foyer. And there was a hand-painted mural of monsters uh, right for you when you walked in. And we're like, oh, my God. I think this guy is serious, right? Like, he might actually be telling the truth. We might not be in, like, a murderer's house right now about to be killed. Like, he might actually have a huge real collection of monster stuff. I love where their story is going here. Right? So he brings us inside and yeah, 100%, this dude had everything. Just vintage pieces of famous monsters art and old like monster models and everything was lined up in a way that it was pristine. Grimy, your room is laid out really, really well and there's a lot of thought and consideration taken into displaying. Mm. This guy has you beat by a million miles. Shit's all over it. (laughs) (laughs) He's got stuff in acrylic cases, and he's got, like, original runs of models that have never been opened, and there was, like, prototype models, and he's got all this old original key art from movie theaters, from, like, movies that premiered 100 years ago. We're blown away. Totally, totally blown away. So he's got all this stuff. Where does this song come in to this guy exactly? I'm curious. (laughs) Okay. I wanted to set it up because we're walking upstairs and he starts pointing out all of these autographs that he has on the wall and all these people that he's met. And it's all people that I've heard of, obviously. Some really impressive ones. And all of a sudden he goes, and then there's Zachary. And then he starts telling us about Zacherly is how it started for him. He fell in love with monsters. He watched Zacherly every week. He listened to him. He loved this guy. And I'm like, who the fuck is Zacherly? I would have been there right? too. Like, well, I've never heard of this guy before. I don't think I've ever seen anyone talk about this guy before. So, yeah, I'm very interested. You have my attention. Long story short, Zacherly was a horror host. And one of the very first horror hosts, right? Well before Elvira came in, well before Joe Bob and Sven Gulli, there was Zacherly. All right, he hosted a show called Shock Theater for like one year in the late 50s and then proceeded to do a lot of other stuff in his career. Radio shows, TV shows, you know, late night movies, things like that. So in my learning about who Zacherly was... 
I found out that he has a couple novelty records. And in listening to some of these novelty songs, uh, there's one song that I really like. Uh, it's called uh, Dinner with Drac. And it's all about going to dinner at Dracula's house, which uh, I think our host of this party knows a little something about that. Maybe he has a co-writing credit or something. But either way, I'm listening to all of his stuff, and I, I do want to admit, the man is not a singer. So I give him props for making multiple albums of him front and center singing these novelty parody songs, kind of in the style of the Monster Mash. Yeah, right? I was, that's what I was going to say. It's very, very Monster Mashy, and it kind of fits with, like, Scooby-Doo culture almost. Like, I can almost picture, when I'm listening to the song, I kind of can picture, like, a... Uh, the mystery wagon or whatever, just like cruising through some fog. It just really fits with that that scenery, I feel like. It's so good. Absolutely. It's that old, like, 60s surfy-ish. Yeah, very like, surfy. Yeah. Groovy rock thing going mm-hmm. on here. But yeah, I, I heard this song, and I absolutely fell in love with it. I just feel like the Halloween vibes in this song are immaculate, and it makes me feel like it's Halloween night. Two months in advance. I could listen to this song in the middle of the scorching heat of August and be like, oh, yeah, it's Halloween. Even if for it's only two and a half minutes of this song. It's just it's so goddamn good. So, again, just so you remember, that was Happy Halloween by John Zacherly. So that was the Fibonacci's with their hit song, Terror Vision, which comes from the 1986 science fiction horror comedy film of the exact same name. Did you ever see this movie, by the way? I did. I did. I actually have it in a two-pack with the video dead. So great uh, double feature there. Very nice double feature. Very, very nice. Uh, I have the VHS tape. I was lucky enough to get a hold of a copy at uh, an old VHS rental place that recently burned down. R.I.P. Faragenes. Anyhow, in the film, a family's new satellite TV system starts receiving signals from another planet, and it soon becomes this passageway sort of thing to an alien world, and naturally an alien ends up in the inside of the household. The three kids must take care and prevent it from going into this hungry rampage, eating all the parents and stuff like that. Uh, This movie, it wasn't a commercially successful film, but recently it has reached this cult-like status, like most of these so-bad-it's-good type films do. So I'm not going to go into the film that much because it has absolutely nothing to do with this song, aside from it being in the opening credits here. I will say that it's a great movie, and if you haven't checked it out, you should. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the most 80s movie I feel like you could see. Just looking at a couple of screen grabs over on google right now just because i wanted to sort of refresh my memory the main girl just looks like if cindy lopper like parodied (laughs) herself does that make any sense like if the 80s threw up cindy lopper on cindy lopper that's like the lead girl here her hair is like 12 feet tall and for some reason like behind her there's an old white marble statue because i feel like 
there were white marble statues all over the place in the 80s. That was just a thing that people did. I don't know why. So I just watched this film for the first time like a couple years ago. And right away, this is the song that's playing in the opening theme. And it, I thought immediately this would make for an excellent Halloween playlist. Whether you're driving around hunting for Halloween goodies or taking a walk through a little cemetery at night or in our case, at a party with a bunch of fucking monsters. So... I'm going to read off a little bit of the lyrics here. Cold October night, mom and dad asleep. Creeping past their bedroom door, I hear the cries of sheep. Sky has turned blood red. Empty without you, insects swarm on ripe stalks of corn. My hunger's getting huge. So, a lot of creepy imagery. Uh, it's Halloween-y as fuck, if I might say so myself. The tune, without the lyrics especially, is kind of spooky sounding. It almost has that like moody, almost Sega Genesis video game vibe to it. Like, I could almost oh, picture yeah. this being in like, Zombies Ate My Neighbors or something. Like, without the, the lyrics. Maybe like Splatterhouse, like a level oh, in totally. Splatterhouse. I could t I could see it for sure. Yep. Yeah, it's it's definitely got like a garage rocky sort of vibe to mm -hmm. it, but like a danceable garage rock. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, sure. Not Saint Anger from Metallica. <laughs> like definitely the not. complete opposite of that. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what it really reminds me of? Did did you ever play the game Clay Fighters? Oh my god, I could totally see this song. Yeah, dude. So like as a background in Clay Fighters, yeah, for sure. I Ichabod Clay's uh his haunted house stage, I guess you can call it. It kind of sounds like that tune that's playing. I'm I'm totally glad that you brought that up because not only would this song fit in Clay Fighter, but the main monster would fit in Clay Fighter too. Like, tell me this monster wouldn't fit right in in the roster of like clay fighter 64 yeah absolutely so good but if it's your first time hearing this i'm happy to have played it here for you at the 2022 monster bash that is terror vision by the fibonacci's Dora, i opened it up and to my surprise there was a werewolf standing there with glowing gold eyes he said tomorrow my son you will be a man the time to join the Wolfen Clan. Clan. Tomorrow you will stand at the Beamer and pray. But tonight, let's gaze at the moon and bathe. Werewolf the Mitzvah, spooky, scary. Place we coming in, we coming in. Werewolf the Mitzvah. <laughs> okay, that was Werewolf Bar Mitzvah, the Rack R A C remix by none other than Tracy Jordan. Grimy. Not oh, Tracy oh, oh. Morgan. <laughs> Not Tracy Morgan. Tracy Jordan. Specifically, the version of himself that he plays as a character in the TV show 30 Rock. Did you ever watch that show? I just want to get that right out of the uh, right out of the way up front. Uh, it would come to a surprise that I have never seen it. <laughs> you have never seen 30 Rock? No, man. You know, I cruise around on, like, all the streaming services and stuff, and I'm pretty sure 30 Rock's on one of them. And for some reason, I've never, uh, never ventured into 30 Rock. I have ventured into Third Rock from the Sun, which sounds similar, <laughs> but uh. is not at all. <laughs> Dude, every time I talk about either of those shows, there's a, like a 75% chance that I get the titles mixed up. Yeah. And people are like, oh, Tina Fey. And I'm like, no, uh, no John no. Lithgow, what yeah, the yeah. fuck do you think I'm talking about? Yeah. And then they're like, you said. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, whoops. <laughs> so 30 Rock, huh? 
So 30 Rock, there is a Halloween episode. They convince, or I should say Tracy Jordan is convinced, he should do a Halloween parody song, sort of in the style of, again, the Monster Mesh. Hmm. Okay, so I, that's why I decided to play these two back to back, the Zachary song and this song here, because they're both sort of playing off of the novelty song, okay? So, instead of it being about a party for monsters, like the Monster Mash, this is about becoming a man uh, <laughs> in the Jewish religion, and also turning into a werewolf while that's happening. <laughs> I love it. So I, I get this kind of Flight of the Concordsy vibe from it where they're like, you know, there's a musical halfway throughout the, the episode and it's just kind of funny and goofy and it breaks forth walls and stuff like that. Like, that's kind of the vibe I get from it. Not necessarily the song itself, just the style and how they go about this. Oh, it's totally goofy. And the original one is even more goofy because they're really, really leaning into that monster mash old school 60s sound yeah i love this remix because it is so goddamn danceable like you you can kind of forget for a second that he's talking about his bar mitzvah you know right. yeah and that he's talking about the rabbi and temple and all this <laughs> stuff and also becoming a werewolf but it's just halloweeny enough the themes of the werewolf that you can sort of forgive all the actual uh you know jokey parts because oh, yeah sure there's werewolves, there's howling, there's a really killer beat going on. The The beginning of the song is just very atmospheric, this particular remix, but uh, definitely a favorite of mine. I found this, I mean, I've been watching 30 Rock since it was on TV all those years ago, but I, bet, I found this remix of the song actually while I was doing the college radio when I was in school, and I needed to find songs that were not popular because we didn't have a budget to actually like pay out royalties. So I found this remix and they gave me the okay and I played this for like a month straight. Every time I had a radio show, this was like in my rotation. So I've just got this association that this is what you play at Halloween time now. I just love it, man. I feel like it really gets you amped up. Absolutely. And I would say Mr. Talbot looks like he's feeling the same over there. Leave the pillows alone. <laughs> Back away from the pillows, Mr. Talbot. Do you have to pee? Can somebody take him to the bathroom, please? Go back to your corner. <laughs> That was the Rack Remix of Werewolf Bar Mitzvah by Tracy Jordan. I remember it right And we had just gotten back off tour last night So the gang and I thought that it would be groovy If we summon up the posse and dumb rush the movies I got Angie, Jeff got Tina And that, ladies and gentlemen was DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince with A Nightmare on My Street This one, wow I am surprised at how many people don't talk about this song I think I know what you're saying. In in our circles, I feel like it's all anybody talks about. But when you actually kind of pull the uh, the microscope back a little bit and you look out uh, on the bigger population, yeah, it's really not in the public eye holes and ear holes as much as it used to be. So this is the third single from DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince's second studio album. He's the DJ, I'm the rapper. The song became a crossover hit in the U.S., reaching number 15 on the Hot 100. Obviously, 
You could tell this is a parody of A Nightmare on Elm Street where it depicts a humorous encounter with Freddy. I love the depiction of Freddy in this music video, by the way. Have you seen the video before? You're familiar with it? You know, I've never actually seen the music video. I've just sort of listened to the weird interpretation of his voice that they do. Okay, so while, while we're on the music video, I'll tell you this. The music video originally aired twice, and only twice back in the wow. day on MTV. Yeah, this song was supposed to be in Elm Street 4, I want to say it was. It was supposed to be on the soundtrack. Um, they kind of shot this without permission and brought it to their attention. And New Line hated it so much that they actually sued Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff over it. So they had to, one of the stipulations was they had to destroy any video evidence of the uh, music video existing. So they completely scrapped it from MTV. It only aired twice. And there was some kind of an interview in a uh, Rolling Stones mag later on. I don't remember who it was, but they asked whoever might have it, might have, you know, randomly taped it on VHS or something back in the day, if they have it, to upload it somehow. Sure. And it did eventually got it uploaded to YouTube, where everyone can finally watch it again, and they can become acquainted with this rather awesome-looking Freddy character. So, Freddy... Picture, <laughs> this is kind of a funny, funny description, but picture a buffed monster Urkel with bleach white flat top hair, <laughs> fully cyberpunk leathered up, and he's, the best part, his, his claw hand, you know, he has the glove. Instead of like razor sharp blades, he has record player arm and needles as his hands. Okay. I had to look it up for myself, so I'm actually looking at this with you right now. And it, he is like a mix between the lead singer for, is it Digital Underground? The guy who did the Humpty Dance? <laughs> yeah. He's like a mix between him and Max Hedrum. That's like, that's what they are going for here. Yeah, totally a Max Hedrum looking kind of fella. Um, I just, I love this character altogether. And I, it's such a shame that he didn't appear in like a Fresh Prince episode or anything. Yeah, anything. He's confined to this one music video that almost didn't see the light of day. That makes me so sad for fucking Urkel Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe that they had such a big issue with this song and this depiction of quote unquote Freddy when, you know... 20 years later, they had no problem pumping out that remake and uh, mel melted Freddy there. Uh, if that's okay to stay, then this should have always been okay to stay. Because even if it's not the best looking Freddy, it is very iconic and very of its time. I'd call it culturally relevant. Absolutely. I can't agree more. So that was A Nightmare on My Street by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. And with that, we're going to go into a short intermission. You cruel cats and kittens, feel free to mingle. All right. Well, this seems to be going pretty well, I'd say. What do you think, Grimy? I'd say so. How about you, Igor? Shh. Master is coming, and he's not so happy. Oh, boy. Here we go. Boys! Boys! What in the devil is going on? The party is dying. Frank isn't pleased. Well, man, what should we do? I'm too young to die. Well, like, are you? <laughs> Just pick up the pace. Make us feel alive again. Remember, if the party dies... Yeah, yeah, so do we. We get it. Drink a glass of typo negative and take a fucking breath. Ugh. 
Alright, man. Well, I guess it's time we bring out the big guns. I think you're right. Let's get it. it's safe to say that everybody left their body and soul at the door to this party am i right oh yeah yeah if you ain't dancing to the old oingo boingo then you can get out of here get the frick out of here that was dead man's party by oingo boingo none other than jack skellington himself danny elfman was the lead singer did you know that didn't know that didn't know that. I don't know much know about that. Oingo Boingo, honestly, but they throw down some good tunes. I know that much. I feel like Oingo Boingo is sort of one of those really underrated yet well-loved 80s bands. Like, they really, really have their big fan base and everybody knows them and they might even love a lot of their songs, but they just don't get, like, the name recognition that, you know, other bands from the yeah. era might have. Underdog kind of thing? Kind of. Yeah, absolutely. So... Yeah, man. I I don't have much to say about this song. I only found out about it a few years ago, and I absolutely fell in love with it. It's just so damn good. The ironic part here is that they use this song in a few different things that I actually watched quite frequently growing up. I guess I just never picked up on it. It was in Back to School, the old Rodney Dangerfield movie, which I watched a lot as a kid. The TV show Chuck, which I also watched a lot when I was growing up. That one's also a little underrated. And Malcolm in the Middle. It even popped up in an episode of Malcolm in the Middle. And I've seen that show like six or seven times through. So there's really no excuse for me. But I figured I should highlight a little bit tonight. I tell you what. I've never heard this song. I don't fucking dance. But you got this song playing and I'm a moving, buddy. (laughs) He's dancing up there. He's dancing. This should be played so much more during the Halloween season. And I mean, we hear Danny Elfman pop up a lot every Halloween season, okay? Because... He's obviously written all the music for Nightmare Before Christmas, so we're hearing a lot of those songs pop up over and over and over again. Seriously, enough. Enough on that. But he's also scored a lot of movies. Uh, I mean, a lot of movies. Some movies that we started to associate with Halloween, even though we probably shouldn't have. Thank you, Family Channel, Batman 1989. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. That movie is not a Halloween movie, and it should not be shown in a Halloween lineup. Yeah, not at all. But it's there. It's been there. But I digress. So, that was Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo, and I can see everybody down on that dance floor right now going nuts after this song. So, Drac, you better be happy with this one, because this is a, a deep cut just for you, baby. Yeah, it looks like the mummy's fully unraveled for this one. I think he needs to put it back on. <laughs> Cover back up. I don't want to see that. It's too dry under there. This 
one goes out to all those zombies in the crowd with Tonight by SSQ. Derek, does this one happen to sound familiar to you at all? It definitely sounds familiar to me, but I feel like it's uh, probably up there in your top 10 because it's from one of your favorite movies basically of all time. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just this little film. I maybe have heard of it, the, uh, the Return of the Living Dead. I never talk about this film. Never. I've never once talked no, about I've this never, film. No, I've never actually heard you mention it on the show before. Yeah, no, not once. Nah. So there is a scene where Linnea Quigley's character, Trash, who is here, by the way, Trash, zombified Trash, she's in the background there. She's still rotting. Still kind of disgusting. Hey, how you doing? How you Good doing? Good to see ya. Have a drink. So Trash is talking about how she fantasizes about ways of dying and promptly decides to start stripping in this graveyard. And she starts doing her little dance on this, like, coffin or sarcophagus or whatever you want to call the fucking thing. There's a big <laughs> giant cement thing that houses dead bodies. To be fair, I really relate with this. I, I, I do this at least <laughs> twice a week, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what Halloween's for. Once I get out of here, I'm probably going to start going stripping in a cemetery. You want to come? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Alright, cool. So now, to set the scene, I mean, they're in this graveyard, and she's dancing around, and the, the punks that are kind of hanging out with her, they have torches, and they're just kind of dancing around with her, and they're all having a good time. It's kind of a goofy scene, and this song, it's 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 kind of a weird one. Uh, I would say it's, it's one of those ones that if I would have heard when I was five years old, I probably wouldn't have liked it, but now hearing it as I'm older and a little more mature, I get it. I completely understand it, and it is a song that I feel like belongs on playlists during the Halloween season. I totally could see carving some pumpkins or, you know, decorating the house or just hanging out with a bunch of ghouls and playing this song. Yeah, and I, I you know, looking at the song, at least over here on Spotify, it looks like 80s, what I assumed to be a one-hit wonder, Stacy Q was involved in this song in yes. some way. She might also be singing on it uh you guys might know her i i assume one big hit two of hearts which i know and love from both hot rod and from little nicky with nipples when he's floating up and he sees <laughs> he sees you know oh, yeah. nipples uh in his apartment there yeah um but i can totally you know because when i listened to this the first time didn't realize that she had any involvement but i i see it now i understand and i guess i understand what you're saying about being five and maybe being like oh this is a girl song this is a girly song because she definitely gives off that vibe that these are sort of like girly songs from the 80s. Yeah. But when you grow up and you start appreciating things, you're like, oh, man, these are bangers. Like anybody can listen to these, you know. But it sort of sounds like her song Two of Hearts, like that vibe. But if we like slowed it down and gave this like spooky, yeah, like, super moody and gothy kind of it, vibe. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a great song. Uh, great song. It's on a great movie. Uh, you know, if you haven't seen that movie, it's full of punks and goths and random outcasts. And they're just kind of driving around this really shitty car. They got their ghetto blaster and they're just looking to party. So they happen upon this cemetery and shit gets pretty wild. So after you're done here, you're craving a little bit of uh, fun after the party. Throw this in. Give it a chance. Yeah. Good midnight movie.
Grimy, I, I have to admit something. What's that? I fucking love Beavis and Butthead. Okay? I always have. I always will. I had no I'm idea. I'm never going to grow out of it. Had no clue. You had no idea. Oh, yeah. I, I keep it under wraps really good. I, I hide that very, very well. But, uh, yeah. I love the show. And I love... Well, there's two movies now. But I love Do America. I love them both. But Do America. I grew up on Do America. It's a great, great movie. And I think you know after what you just heard, what I'm going to be talking about, that one super, super iconic scene in Do America where Beavis and Butthead are stranded in the desert. They're hallucinating. Then all of a sudden, the whole world goes into this Rob Zombie colored palette. There's little demons dancing around. And then this particular white zombie song Ratfink's Suicide Tanks and Cannibal Girls starts playing. Yeah. That is what you just listened to. That is my final song of the evening on this Halloween playlist for this monster bash. Yeah. I I, I just want to start off and say that Do America is timeless. It is hands down one of the best things to come out from Beavis and Butthead. Or should I say Bleedvis and Bolthead. Bleedvis and Bolthead, yes. Yeah, you and I were having some fun the other day looking up uh, the old cracked magazine covers. Hell yeah. Bleedvis and Bolthead. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the scene, iconic to say the least. I had no idea when I was a kid watching this that that was a Rob Zombie or White Zombie song. I didn't think too much about the song, mainly because of all of the uh, the imagery that you get to see with all this hallucinating so yeah they, they stumble into this desert and they happen upon some cactus they remembered that there's water and cactus it turns out that they stumbled on peyote and they start tripping balls but they seem to enjoy it because it's like a music video i know uh why you were distracted and couldn't really care that it was white zombie or rob zombie cartoon tits yeah the, the half naked cartoon ladies that were uh, popping up on your screen listen Little taboo listen there i'm an honest man all right I can I can admit to things. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I feel like this song just makes a lot of sense, especially for a Halloween party. It's a little spooky, but it's just got a real good vibe. Like like Grimy said, it's got these like voodoo drums. Yeah, totally. That just so just pounding, just so good. The rhythm is just gets in your head and it just stays there for days, for me at least. Mm-hmm. And I think we can all admit, whether you like them or you hate them, Rob Zombie is kind of the king of Halloween. At least he was for a time there, right? Yeah, yeah. Musically, I'm inclined to say that he is hands down one of the first things that pops into my head when I think of Halloween stuff. And, I mean, obviously, come on, he's got Halloween 1 and 2 underneath his belt. He's got 31 under there. I mean... We owe that to him. Yeah, I mean, his last name is literally Zombie. Yeah, Like, he changed his name to Zombie. Mm -hmm. I I, I gotta give it to him. Yep, he just came out with the Munsters. Come on. I mean, doesn't get much more Halloween-y than that. Right. So, all right, I'm not gonna talk too much longer. I know we've got one song left before this party uh, gets wrapping up here. So, make sure you get your last drinks, last call. Keep it going, keep it dancing, let's get it moving. Now I don't mind being 
We are rounding out the end of the night with The Adam's Groove by the one and only MC Hammer. Released as the theme song to the 1991 film The Adam's Family, it was the second single from MC Hammer's 1991 album Too Legit to Quit, included in the track list for the cassette version of the album but not the CD. The song was fifth and last top 10 hit in the United States and was the recipient of the Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Original Song at the 12th Golden Raspberry Awards in 1991. So this song actually didn't do very good. <laughs> uh, I don't think it deserved a Golden Raspberry. Right. Yeah. This is, uh, it's pretty good. It's got some real groove to it. Yeah. It does. I mean, like I said, I'm not I'm not much of a dancey guy, but I put this on and I started moving a little bit, and that's uh, more than I can say for most songs. There's two things that I think about when it comes to this Adams Family movie. One, the Bunch of Crunch commercial with the thing in it. I don't know why. There was something uh, very Adams Family and Bunch of Crunch were synonymous for the longest time. I remember. And then two, this fucking song. This is the other thing, the big thing. For some reason, this is one thing that just sticks out to me. It reminds me of elementary school. It reminds me of going to little Halloween get-togethers. A lot of people might dislike it, but you know what? Fuck all those judges at that golden raspberry. I, I don't give a shit. This song is so good. And it's probably one of Yo. the better remixed songs of all time. I'm going to go on a whim and say it. I, I All right. First of all, I got to agree with you. Fuck the judges at the golden raspberries. Everybody says that every year. And I totally, totally agree. Like, who the fuck do they think they are? Right. Yeah. They, they just, just sit down and watch movies. They never even made a movie in their goddamn life. And they're over here saying what's good and what's bad piss off yeah. Adam's Family Groove especially if you can't bop to this song there's no hope left for you you know what I mean <laughs> you've got no soul no you soul. sold out man you're, 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 you're taking the stairway to hell I guess or the highway to hell <laughs> <laughs> seriously you're taking though. the highway to hell man you know so what's better than just the, the song itself the music video, it's kind of amazing. There's a lot of, like, uh, shots of Wednesday and Pugsley. They're trying to, like, chop MC Hammer's head off with the guillotine. Uh, includes several scenes taking place in the uh, the backyard where the cemetery is, including Thing crawling up and down MC Hammer. There's another part where Gomez duels to the death with MC Hammer over Morticia. Really, really awesome. I mean, it, it's everything that you would ever want from, like an Adams Family-esque music video. Totally, totally. Back in the day when they would actually commit to a music video that coincided with a movie release, you know? Give them access to the sets, give them access to the actors. Like, just go big. Yeah, totally. That's why this song probably did so well back then. People were like, wow, look, Gomez is actually in the video. Yeah, it's awesome. The video, the movie is great too, so. All of it together. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, and I think you should all the check it all thing. out. It's a beautiful thing, it thing. is. But that's it. That is The Adam's Groove by the one and only MC Hammer. Boys, the party is thriving. I haven't seen the mummy break dance in two centuries. Hey, did you see the zombies? They were actually having fun. Don't patronize me. Get it? Like the monster mash? I think he gets it, dude. Just shut the fuck up, okay? Okay, so... I take it you liked our show. Does this mean we get to go home now, or...? Yeah, I gotta feed my cat, so... Go home? <laughs> oh, you won't be going anywhere. But you said... After the party you just threw us, 
We need to keep you around for the next one, and the next one, and the next one. <laughs> to thank you for listening if you like this show remember to subscribe and leave us a rating it really helps the show to grow also remember to visit our website leftoverpizzaclub.com and give us a follow on our socials on instagram at leftoverpizzapodcasts and twitter at Leftover Pizza Club. Come now, boys. I need my beauty rest, and you need to clean up after this party. Yes, master. Thanks for listening. Catch you in the next one. Hope you all have a very happy Halloween. Oh, my pillows!